Hey guys, good evening. And uh, so this evening, I just wanted to go through uh, kind of like why I built a business uh, of substance and why I decided to do that. So it's something that I go on about a lot and there's kind of a reason. And um, last week we went to Dan Meredith's event and we saw Gary V and he actually mentioned, he actually talked, he didn't actually mention the words uh, business of substance, otherwise I probably had to say something. Um, but um, he actually talked about the you know the business that you're building for, and the business you're building for tomorrow, and you know what uh, it's kind of like being my ethos the whole way through. Um, actually, that's that's a bit of a lie. 2009 was a bit of a wake up call for me. So what I'll do is I'll go back a little bit and go through a bit of history with you guys. All right. So in 2005, I started my business and. Uh, first thing I did was once I qualified was when I worked in a gym. So I went and worked in fitness first and it, you know, did well, uh, quickly built up a good client base, built up to around, uh, 72 clients in fitness first, which was, you know, pretty good. But you know, the, the we could only charge 25 pounds now because the other PTs in the area in the, in the gym kind of dictated what we could charge. So you couldn't charge 30 to be pointless because everybody would go for the trains that were charging 25. So, you know, 72 hours um, a week at 25 pounds an hour, um, you can see, you know, it was quickly doing well. I should say that I actually left a a really good career um, as a critical care nurse. So I worked in ICU, CCU, um, post anesthetic care and that type of stuff. I left that, I kind of said to my wife one day that I'd like to do this as a full-time job and she went, okay, go for it. Um, and that's what I did. And uh, so I quickly built up this base. And the reason I talk about building business substance, why I talk about this so passionately is because, so everything's going well. I'm doing really good money at Fitness First. Uh, overheads were really low. Rent was about £400 a month. So, you know, nothing massive. Uh, the Ball Lake was driving from North Devon to Taunton, which is about a good 90 minute drive there, you know, and a good 90 minute drive home. So, Everything's going great. I was sitting at home one day and I get a phone call from the area manager um, and he just told me that they were closing Fitness First in Taunton. And I was like, oh, shit. And then he said, we're closing it in six weeks. So basically, I was given six weeks notice that um, they were, we were going to close the business. So, which was shit. Absolute shit, to be honest. So it took me a year to wind down them clients because I had to find a place where I could train the clients. So I rented a polite studio. So every day I was hiking all my kit across a car park to load up into this polite studio, teach, train clients all day, and then hike my stuff all back and then do it again the next day. Um, it was a ball ache. Um, I remember turning around to my wife and saying, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And she just went, you better pull your finger out and start getting clients locally. I had, at the time, three clients locally. That was it. One was a friend um, who I was doing a real good deal for and and two women locally. Um, wasn't charging a lot. Got to be honest, I wasn't. So anyway, when I when I left, when I wound all these clients down, I started building up here. So what I was doing as I was taking clients away, I was building there. So by the time I'd finished in Taunton with these clients, I was up to 20 clients locally, which was going well and I was going around their homes. So. Again, pretty good, working out the back of my car, 20 clients, I could charge a little bit more now. At the time, I think I was charging about 35 pounds an hour to go around to people's homes and train them in their homes. And again, I realized that I kind of capped my business because 
I can only do so many clients in a day, allowing for traffic, allowing for driving to their house, getting back and all that kind of stuff. So I needed to find somewhere. I needed to find somewhere where I could get people to come to. So I started using the park. For I can base myself at the park. People can come meet me in the park, which was great unless it absolutely pissed down and then I'd get cancellations. So I'd end up sitting in my car for two, three hours and wait for clients. And it was, you know, it was rough. It was, it was shit. So again, I had another kind of like brain thinking, shit, I need to change this. This, this isn't working either. You know, people aren't turning up when it's raining. So I found a very, very small room because I was only doing one-to-one. So I found a small room and that kind of like started things, started growing, got up to 35 clients. I know all this off by art, but up to uh, 35 clients. So that was going really well. It was then that my wife said, I've just found this place that's going for rent. Um, it's retail. It's on the on one of the main drags through Barnsball. Um, we should look at it. So I went and looked at it. It's retail. The rent was quite high, which it's going to be because it's retail. Um, anyway, it was about a thousand square foot. Opened it, took that on. And then rough, you know, quickly between 2000, no. Yeah, so I opened that in 2009. So 2009, I opened that. Um, I had quite a good, strong, solid base. I was roughly doing, and again, no bullshit, around anything between 70 to 80 hours a week, um, PT and clients. Hold on. Uh, PT and clients, which was uh, hard work. And I remember talking to some of my clients and saying, you know, when do you know it's time to expand? And we were talking, and he was asking me how much uh, I made, and I told him how much I made. And he's going, that's really good money for, you know, for what you're doing. And I just thought, yeah, but... I can't take any holiday. I'm, you know, I'm reliant on people paying their sessions. Like, so again, we sell, I was selling in blocks still in 2009. And then some friends of mine asked me if I would like to go to LA to a fitness business summit in, in LA. And I remember saying to my wife, you know, um, I'm going to think about going to this event. She asked me if we could afford it. Because oddly enough, even back then, even though back then I was doing kind of good money, I never understood money. So what I mean by that is I'd make good money. I'd go, hey, it's all mine. And I'd spend it. Because, again, I don't know. There's probably a lot of uh, you know, trainers in this group that are doing exactly that. You know, you're making good money. You're spending a bit. You're living a nice life. And that's what I was doing. All the, all the time, having no fucking clue. So um, I went out to LA. Met up with a few people. And um, awesome event. Sit down at this first event. There was... A couple of things I learned that day that completely changed my business. And these are the three things I'm going to tell you guys right now. If you're not doing, um, if you're not having people on standing order or direct payment into your account every month, you are really missing out. You need to do that. This block session shit just isn't going to work, okay? It will kill you. It will suffocate you. You'll spend months waiting for money to come through. Honestly, get everybody on standing order. If any of you are a bit unsure how you do that, hit me with a message and I will. Um, I'll show you exactly how we did ours. All right, so do that. Um, the other thing I learned was you've got to spend money to make money. Now, that's something I wasn't doing. I was not doing spending, uh, particularly on marketing. Didn't understand marketing. I had no clue, so I wasn't really spending. And the thought of spending money to get a client was like, I don't know. Uh, so that's the thing and the other thing was he, the, the guy that was running it a guy called Bedros asked how many of you guys have closed your studio to be here today 
So I put, you know, put my hand up with a couple of other people up in the audience, put our hands up. He says, so right now you're here and you're not making any money. So that was the, that was the issue. That was a big, massive issue for me. So basically, he was absolutely right. But, you know, there's massive trust issues. So any of you guys right now are looking that you need to make staff, take staff on. I get what you're saying. You know, you might be thinking, shit, what if he comes on board or she comes on board and starts poaching my clients and doing it? You know what? It, it's, it's fucking hard. It, it, but you've got to get over it. You've got to, the way I had kind of worked it is, if my clients leave with this, this guy, go off with this new trainer, because this trainer, you know, tries to poach my clients, they were never my clients in the first place. That means that, I hadn't convinced them enough that I was the right person for them. So that's more my fault. Right, I can't really blame anybody else. And that, that really helped me kind of get past that stage. It did happen. We did get client trainers in that tried to poach clients unsuccessfully, but they did try and it didn't last long because I sacked them. But so that year, 2009, doing really, really well, went off to LA, thought I was doing really, really well until I went out to LA and realised what doing really well was. And... I came back. I hadn't had a holiday in five years at all um, because basically I couldn't shut my studio when I went off sunning myself. So I came back, uh, put everybody onto monthly payment, which was just like amazing for me because I was getting regular money. I um, hired a coach and that year I went off to the Dominican with my wife, all inclusive, and had an absolute amazing two weeks. And all the time I was making money. So I was in contact, Tom was the guy who was running my studio at the time. I was in contact with Tom and he would say, oh, I've just signed this person, I've just done this, this person's just upgraded. This, It was just like, it, it, was, it was the massive eye-opener for me. So right now, guys, if you are maxed out, if you're maxed out on your hours and you just know that you just can't physically fit any more in because for whatever reason, because you've still got to do your admin, you've still got to do your family time, you've still got to do you time, you've still got to train, you've still got to eat. If you're at that point, you're probably at that point where you need to bring another trainer in. And I have one massive tip for you. Uh, hire slowly, fire fast. Simple as that. Bring them in, be really careful, go through all your selections, do your interview process, check references if you want to. But seriously, massively, I can't emphasize enough, guys, that you actually make sure you vet them. All right? You can't guarantee that you're... You, you, you can't guarantee that they're not going to um, screw you over. You can't. Um, but if you look after them and you get them on board, you, you know, it, it works a lot better. Again, if you want to ask any of them questions, please hit me with a message and I will get back to you. If you're at that stage right now where you need to employ people, um, hit me with the questions and I will, you know, help you out with that, right? So, <sighs> just likes just going across the screen. It's mad. So, oh, I thought, I thought we lost us then. So 2009 uh, was a massive eye-opener for me. The minute I put people in place, the minute I got people onto monthly standing orders means we could grow. We could now do double the hours. So I could fill this trainer up and I'd be full up. Um, in between 2009 and 2011, no, I like 2000. Yeah, 2013. Between 2009 and 2013, my business grew massively, like like ridiculously quick. 2013, I left my thousand square foot place and opened a four thousand square foot facility 
um, with its own fully equipped gym. Um, if you guys haven't already and you want to see what the facility looks like, I'll do a video and put it up here. Um, functional area, I now have, between, and we also have our second facility now. So between the two facilities, we've probably got about 12, 13 people working for us right now. So, you know, it's going, it's going well. The reason I talk about the building of substance things, so right now it's all tickety boo, trains are doing you know doing okay, we're doing okay, business is it's good. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's really fucking good. It's better than I ever thought it thought it would be. Our systems are the bollocks like I talked about yesterday. I cannot emphasize how much how important it is that you get your systems right. And what I mean by that, guys, I mean everything should be tracked. And I mean fucking everything. So from birthdays to kids' birthdays to anniversaries to um, how often the people attend, what have they had, what, where are they in their nutrition, where are they in their training, um, how much money you turn over, what, all, your, what, all your programs that you do, um, what's your autoresponders like, how many people, you know, the whole thing, your Facebook ads. If you're not doing Facebook ads, by the way, stop doing Facebook ads. Um, but you know what? Hit YouTube and, you know, just look at Facebook ads. Failing that, John Cusick or Amy Holland, hit them with messages and I'm sure they will help you out. A um, Amy is just a f fucking demon when it comes to Facebook ads. Um, so everything that you do should be tracked. Why? Because it's, again, it's going towards building your business of substance. Again, if you right now want to move out of your business, if you want to take three months off, four months off, a year off, can you do it? If the answer's yes, then awesome. You are doing so well and you are building that business of substance, which is great. If you are not, then you need to put all them steps in place before you can do that. So um, if I wanted to, I could move and uh, out of business completely, easily. Um, I wouldn't want to because I, I love doing it, but I could, and the business could carry on. My only thing right now that I want to change is I want to own my own building. The only thing that is, it's not really a big issue because I have other, so if my landlord turns and says, right, I want the building back, get out, it's not a big deal. There's the money that we've got all the kit. All it is the only ball ache would be is finding another location, um, as good as what we've got. That would be the only ball ache. Other than that, not really an issue. But I don't like that. I want my business built on something that I control, I own, I run. It works. I can walk away. And when I say walk away, I mean chill out, relax, have time with my family, and the business still runs in the background. Building a business of substance means a business that can provide for you um, even if you're not there. A business of substance means that one that will provide you with an income um, ongoing because all your systems, your sales systems, your promotions, the way you bring clients in, your sales pages, your Facebook ads, it is all systemized so you can actually step away from the business. Having somebody like uh, a, you know your a manager or somebody on board that you can bring on that kind of understands your business is massive as well. I'm really lucky. I've got a guy called Chris Reeves who is uh, well, he's a bit of a legend to be honest. He's been since he's been working with me about nearly six years, um, and that guy completely gets it. And if we're all lucky to find a Chris, 
I can say that now because I know he's not watching because he's teaching. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, invest in people. I can't emphasize that enough. Um, invest in the people that you've got. Make sure that they, that they know that you appreciate them. Because that's another thing for staffing. Though. You know, make sure you show that you appreciate them. I'm not going to go all like sad and girly on you right now, but appreciate them, look after them. It really it does make a massive difference. Um, the other thing as well, guys, is, you know, don't think of your business right now as it's okay right now. So if you're a 25-year-old trainer right now and you're doing really well and you're thinking, I don't need to worry about this shit, um, yeah, you fucking do. You need to worry about this shit right now. Um, if you're a 30-year-old fucking trainer and you're thinking, shit, I've got a family, I've got this, just a second, I've got a family, I've got all this going on, then you... Uh, you need, definitely need to start working on your business substance. If you find yourself, you're a 46 year old trainer and you haven't sorted that shit out yet, uh, it's not too late, but yeah, got some work to do. I can't emphasize enough how important it is that you take this shit seriously. Don't get into arguments on Facebook posts about somebody's fucking kettlebell technique or whether somebody should eat broccoli or not. That's not your concern. Your concern should just be you and your business. Is your business strong enough? Is your business doing what it should do? I just think to myself when I see these arguments on Facebook, I think, seriously, is your what's going on with you? Do you know what I mean? Um, have you got nothing else to do? Then they can get caught up in fucking arguments about whether broccoli is good or not. Okay? Concentrate on you. Do what's right for you. Do what's right for your business. Put the things in place that will make sure. Right now, if you're not if you're not got clients on regular payments, get them off fucking regular payments. If you're, and I mean by like monthly payments, if you're working all the hours you can and there's no more hours for you to squeeze in the day, bring somebody in. Yes, you're going to have to give away a little bit. That's another big one. You've got to give away some of your income. You have to. It's as simple as that. But you know what? The way I see it, if I had to give away two thousand pounds a month to a trainer, but that, but that means I can now make another sixty, sixty, eighty, hundred, one hundred twenty grand a year. I'm fucking doing it. I'll do that all day long. Would you not invest, you know, thirty grand in a trainer that, that you're going to increase that by, you know, four, you know, four times? It's a fucking no brainer. Um, you know, so that's that. That's really helped us. You know, hit multiple six figures, and it's not fucking bullshit. Um, you know it. It's possible. You just have to make sure that you've got your shit together. It's as simple as that. Believe in who you are. Believe in what you do. Don't copy the trainer up the road. Don't devalue yourself by going, it's okay, I'll have to cut myself down to £15 now because the trainer up the road is doing 20 Fuck him. Go above him. Go above her. Offer a higher end. You will be amazed at how many people in your area are not looking at you because you're charging £20 an hour. They're just not taking you serious. And I don't care where you live, what you do, what your area is. If you're in a, in, a, in a low affluent area and you're in a poorer area, then fucking set your business up in the next town. Move. Move half an hour. Move 45 minutes. Go drive an hour. Don't close yourself off and be so freaking limited that you think, oh, I can only do this. This is my domain. This is where I am. I only want to work five minutes from my house. If the next town across... People on more money and it's more affluent, then that's where you got to set up your business. If it means you've got to drive 45 minutes to get there, then fucking do it. It depends how serious you are about this. Most personal trainers aren't, see, aren't that serious. It, it absolutely fucking makes me laugh when I, when I get messages from trainers saying, oh, oh, this is my situation, this, 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 and this, and you just think, 
and I asked a question. So what what what's your next town along? Oh, it's pretty much the same. What's your next town along? Oh, it gets a bit better. What's where's where's your better area? Well, it's about forty five minutes away from here. They already know that information. So why the fuck aren't they doing it? Why have you not set that business up over there? Why are you limiting yourself? It just if you're in business, whether you're in the personal training business, massage business, cutting hair, cooking, building houses, whatever it is that you're doing right now, it's your business. You make the rules. Sort your shit out. And when you sort your shit out, you will start making more money. It's not about how much you make. It's how you make it. Quite Gary Vee. All right. So it's, it's how you make it. So you, you make the rules up. You want to make, you want to have your business so strong and so systemized that you could literally turn around to anybody and say, right, I'm going to go away for three months. Here's my business. You should, if you complete, if you keep doing what I've been doing, you will make money. That's it. Or your systems should be to a point where people can literally go, step in, take over, and run it for you. It's 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 a fucking no-brainer. Um, I can't emphasise that enough. The other thing that people do not consider: they're making money, they're doing really well, and everybody's lardy 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 and doing fucking spending money on holidays and shit. Mr. Stephen Power, right? But that's cool. That's good. It's what you should, you know. That that's that's fruits of labour. You should be doing that. But a business is really it can provide you with an income. It can provide you with a nice income. That's awesome, right? But what about if you want to sell that business? What's that business worth to somebody else? If somebody comes along, like like I know a lot of trainers who do the uh, I know the trainers who who take a lot of cash, spend a lot of cash, keep a lot of cash, have a little bit of cash in my pocket. Always got to make sure I got some cash so I can buy some bling, right? Look, fucking cash is, is, is useless to a businessman. Useless. You can't do anything with it. You can only spend it on eating out and getting pissed. That's the only fucking two things you can spend it on. Because if you're getting cash and you're spending it on holidays, cars, fucking clothing or anything like that, you better have fucking receipts because if you get a tax inspection, you're fucked. Because he will come along and he will go, how'd you pay for your car? How'd you pay for your clothes? Where'd you get them shoes from? That's a nice watch. You better have fucking receipts. So don't take cash. Sort your business out. You want to have a business that somebody could, if you wanted to sell it in 10 years time, you can turn around to somebody and go, here's all my books. It's no good going, hey, do you know what? 60 grand on the books, but I take 40 in cash. Your business is worth 60 because the guy's not, no idiot. I would not buy somebody's business. He went, there's 40 in my pocket and 60 in the bank. I'm judging his business and what's in the bank. Yeah. Again, it's a business of substance. It's having something that you, you've invested your time, effort and money in. Remember, you're the one getting up every day and banging out the fucking hours and picking up the clients and, doing, and, and stressing about clients coming in, clients leaving, everything. If you have systems for when clients leave, so you've got to follow up, give them time to like, you know, they've left, give them time to like lose their way a little bit, then hit them. Have you got a follow-up system? Do you know what your follow-up system is? Is it a phone call? Is it a text? Is it an email? If you don't have them systems in place, you're falling down. You're losing clients. You're losing touch with them. This, I hope this all makes sense. I really do. Um, I really appreciate a lot of the comments that you guys have uh, put underneath. Um, I would read them through, but I'm afraid to touch my phone and switch everybody off. Not really a tech person. But um, 
I hope that's been useful, guys. If you would like me to do more live streams on the business side of things, I'm not going to get into the arguments and the things about PTing generally and programming and stuff like that. But I'm I'm more than happy to go through the business. I'm more than happy to show you how how we can add three four thousand pounds at any one time to our business with some of the the, the programs. Uh, sorry. Some of the kind of like systems and the um, the funnels that we use, um, we can even break down like you know how we how we do our referrals, how we get clients to talk about us, all that kind of stuff. I'm happy to do that. Um, I did get a question actually from Eliza Bingham. Now Eliza um, lives in Australia. She kind of does a, um, a coaching program for people who are in gyms to help them, like who are in gyms, you know, increase their income, increase their business. So, you know, if you guys are working in a gym right now, it's been ages since I've worked in a gym. You can ask me a question, I'll try and answer them, but um, Eliza's a lot, got a lot more knowledge on that. But she asked me a question saying, what's been the most attractive lead magnet to build your list? Um, just launched an online six-week body project, low-end, and she wants to build it to a huge list of women and then upsell her retreats. Do you know what? Very smart. Bringing people in on low-end, hold on. Bringing, no, that's shut door. Um, so, bringing people in on a on a low entry fee is is really awesome, especially if you qualify them leads. And what I mean by that is they know exactly what they're getting. So your landing page tells them exactly what they're getting. That's really really powerful part. It stops you sitting on the phone trying to fucking sell. Are you sure? What, you know what, what you're going to get. You're going to get this, and you're going to get that, and you get it. No, they should know all that shit. The only thing you should be saying is when can you start? Can I take your credit card? That's it. So, and the, the low entry ones work really well. The only thing I would advise is, and be careful of is that the kind of people that you get, because if they're buying in at say 25, 30, 40 pounds, and then you and you're hope then to sell them something that's worth four, five, six hundred pounds, that's a, that's a hard sell. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible, it's, it's definitely doable, but it, it, it's a little harder. So I would always be running a couple of campaigns. So for us, our lower end product is uh, semi-private. So when I want to launch my semi-private, I knew I wanted to get away from large groups. I knew I want no more large groups shit because there's no value in it. Yes, you can make a lot of money and I know there's guys out there doing large group training, but you know what? It's that it's that yo-yo. It's that up and down, like you've got 10 members in, then you've got 15 members in, then you've got nine members in, and it, you know, and it changes with the wind. That used to piss me off. Um, because I couldn't, and the reason was because I couldn't get that service to 50 people in a class. I couldn't. It, as much as we tried, we just couldn't. So I decided I want to just have private and semi-private. So we know the names of everybody. We know what they do, where they do it, who their family is, who their kids are, when they get married. We know all that shit. And that was really important to us. So when I wanted to launch our semi-private, I basically did a buy one, get one free. Um, we spent 386, 387 pounds on Facebook advertising. Um, we were selling it for buy six, get six free, 100 pounds. And we did, we signed up 54 people off that, which was nice. But remember, if anybody knows anything about business, that's your front end sale. You make money on your back end sale. So, how many of them people say, stayed after that? Of course, you're going to get the bargain on to that have only joined you because. And this is the thing about low end. You're always going to get the ones that come out and go, ooh. 
but they'll have no intention of being committed to you. They'll have no intention of sticking around. They're going to, the minute the train up the roads offers the new shiny thing, get a cheaper price, you know they're going to go. So out of the 54 people we signed, we had a, people, a couple of people drop off immediately, because you do. It's a bit of a shock to them. They go, shit, I can't put up with this, and they leave. Um, we signed 38. So 38 stayed after that, which was, you know, I personally think it's not bad. Um, but since then, obviously, we've grown it. So we've got um, eight groups running right now. All have seven to eight people per group. Um, so um, it's going well. So what would I say the most attractive lead magnet was for us? Definitely when you do a buy one, get one free offer, it definitely, definitely floods the market. You then have to siphon off the ones that are only coming out of the woodwork to just get the offer. That's going to happen. Um, but as long as they have a good experience, it doesn't really matter. Um, and we make sure that everybody leaves with a, you know, a good experience. Even those that leave within the first week, we give them a call. And we definitely get the, I wasn't expecting it to be so tough, or I wasn't expecting to do weights, or I wasn't expecting. And you go, that's absolutely fine, no problem at all. Even though we clearly stated it on the fucking sales page that they signed up for. You know, you, you just have to allow for that. So, my lead magnet would be, if you can make a special offer, so something that's going to entice that person in. It doesn't have to be buy one, get one free. It could be whatever you, know, whatever you want, but get them in. Uh, make sure you, you send them to a good sales page that um, clearly states exactly what they're going to get, um, when it runs, how it's going to work, what it's going to cost. I generally, again, I'm not getting into the argument of whether you should or shouldn't. I personally don't have prices on my website. I like people to fill out a form so I can speak to them and get to know them a little bit more. Because the way I see it, it's like nobody would just phone up and say, send me a 40-inch TV. They would go and see or at least check it out online or to, or phone up or find out the questions, right? So and that should be the same as personal training. If you're putting your price online, you're going to find somebody who's going to come along. They're not going to understand what you do and how you do it as, as awesome as you are at writing copy. You could be fucking amazing copywriter. But nothing's going to be beat you speaking to them and telling them, how you can help them change their entire life and how, how effective your programs are. It's so much more powerful. Again, though, when you're doing funnels and you're just literally trying to flood new groups or stuff like that, I would make sure that your sales page is qualify everybody. So the minute they land on there, they can see how it's going to work, what they're going to get, when it is, and how much it is. And that stops them phoning up and going, so how much is it in the first two seconds? All right, it stops that. You literally get, all right, you're not going to get like, you know, a thousand people apply for it. You might get 60, but then 60 already know the price. So the sales part is fucking easy. Okay, so make your sales as easy as possible. You can make them as difficult as you want by giving very little information, getting on the phone and spending 45 an hour, an hour with everybody trying to fucking sell them. Or you can make it really easy and do that. You know, that for me is, uh, is, 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 a no-brainer just just do it um, Facebook ads I know we're going to have a little bit off tangent here but my wife's watching EastEnders I can't fucking watch that shit uh, but uh, Facebook ads don't be concerned by your amount of reach now I know John's probably watching this at the moment and that's cool and he probably would would or would not agree but don't worry about your reach. I get people who are going, oh yeah, but if I do that, I, you know, my reach goes down from 50,000 people down to 10,000 people. And I'm not, uh, it's not about how many fucking people you reach, it's how many people you qualify. 
So really target your ads at the bottom of your ad, Facebook ads. You can target it. You can actually really put in who you're looking for. So yeah, you know what? Your ad might only go out to like a thousand people, but that's a thousand people who are interested in what you have to sell rather than 50,000 fucking people who just go, eh, because they once looked at bodybuilding or they once looked at physique or they once looked at fat loss. Okay? Don't. Just really refine your audience so you, you it's, it's the same way every time I say to people, I would rather speak to 20 people who, are, who wanna listen, uh, want the knowledge and wanna act rather than speak to 100 people where 80 of them aren't fucking interested in what you have to say, they're just there, okay? I, I, you know, in the nicest way, I ain't got time. So like right now, we've got three live viewers at the moment. I'm sure there's people been dropping in, dropping out, but you know, I don't know how many of you guys have actually watched this from the beginning. If you have, you're awesome, and I appreciate it. But, you know, there's 200 people in this group. Why is it not 200 people? I know people are busy, I get that, but why, why? It's, it's free advice, there's been some good advice. I've had people say great advice, which is really cool, you know, the way I built my business, actioning free shit. Paul Mort stuff right back years ago. He gave, and still does, give awesome advice. But it's only fucking good advice if you actually act on it. Bedros Koulian that I, that I went to see in 2009, completely, that guy fucking changed my entire fucking business. Um, but I've never paid him a penny. Um, bought some of his products yeah i've bought some of paul mort's products yeah of course i have but i've never actually give them like copious copious amounts of money um because they give a lot of that stuff already you just have to fucking action it it's as simple as that it, you know how many of you have got like hard drives with like, every fucking pdf of every business thing that you've ever ever come across and how much of you have have you actually fucking actioned It's not rocket science, guys, why myself and people like Kevin Walker and some of the other guys out there that are doing well in, in, in this industry, the thing that separates us from other people is the fact that we're fucking actioning, we're doing, we, we say we're going to do it, we do it. That's it. You know, that sitting around and writing out fucking pieces of paper is great, but it's only great if you actually action what it is you're going to do. So, I, you know, how many of you right now have done that? How many of you have actually got books where you've got all your plans, what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, how you're going to do it? They're just words. They're just ink on paper. Ink on paper won't pay your bills. Okay? Sort that shit out. Get your stuff out there. Everything that you do. So right now, any of you guys are watching right now, I really want you to go back to your notes, go back to your things that you said you were going to do, and fucking do it. And this week, for the rest of this week, I'd like to just drop in little smiley faces. You don't have to go into great details. Just a little smiley face in, in this group. And I will know that that means that you've actually gone away. And a lot of that shit that you've been thinking about doing and planning, you've already fucking started doing it. And yes, Luke, if you're watching, that includes asking the girl out. Stop being a pussy. Ask her. Right. So, that's it, guys. I hope that's been good for you and if you want me to do any more if there's anything that you want to know particularly uh please fucking just ask and uh i'll, I'll do the shit all the time because i can't fucking watch eastenders honestly fucking hell so all right have an awesome evening and i'll uh, speak to you soon take care